Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The show is about to begin. J.D. Reynolds, and you are listening to Concerts That Made Us. In the halls of our high school, locking eyes for the first time, I was mesmerized. You had it all going on. You were rebel strong with a heart of gold that shone so bright. Lit up my life. It took us all of a second to fall. Now folks wouldn't listen, they didn't get it They lectured us every minute Cause we might have been young But we knew it was love You stood up to our folks and you said I don't care if I don't own a house I've got plenty of time for that I don't care if I don't own a yacht Nothing like summer on the river floating on your back And who cares if I don't own a car I can easily hitch to where you are Only one thing I'd love to own A little piece of your heart to call my One day we'll tell our kids Our mom and daddy found their happiness Ask me the meaning of life And I'll tell you I found it back in our high school hall When I let my heart feel it all It took me all of a second to know That you were my person My forever My flesh and blood ever after Cause we might have been young But we Should us every minute You've got to graduate 
and go to college and get a job, make some money. We showed them what I love could bring. We did everything our way. Now we own a beautiful house. We have You're very welcome to concerts that made us. Hello, Ryan. How are you going? I'm great now. I'm great. How how are you today? I'm very well. Thank you. It's Friday night here in Australia. Welcome to the future. And it's a good one. (laughs) I'm surprised you're not out like partying or playing a gig on a Friday night. Ryan, I'm chatting with you. What's more important than that? Uh, I see. I see. (laughs) (laughs) And it's only early. It's only 7 p.m. It's just early bird time. (laughs) We opened the show with your latest release then, A Little Piece of Your Heart. What can you tell us about it? I love the way you say that. Say it again. (laughs) (laughs) A Little Piece of Your Heart. (laughs) Oh, that sounds so cool. Uh, Yes. So A Little Piece of Your Heart, that is my latest release. Uh, It is a love song for all the romantics out there. And I learnt this morning uh, Brian, because I was busy yesterday, but I learnt this morning that A Little Piece of Your Heart has officially gone to number 10 on the Australian country radio charts. Oh, my God. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. I was I couldn't, I was so stoked. I'm, I'm extremely excited. Oh, man. You'll have some uh, celebrating to do so. Yes, I will. Yeah, I will. So I thought I said, I rang some friends and said, come on, how are your hearts? Let's get happy. We'll take our hearts out and celebrate tonight. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) Now, it's a beautiful song. If you listen to the lyrics, it's a a beautiful story. I have to ask, is it autobiographical? You know, you're the first one to ask me that. And I've been pondering about whether to, um, you know, about whether to discuss it. Look, I would say uh, that ninety percent of it is, uh, yep, is 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 a hundred percent true. Unfortunately, we didn't get our last our last verse, uh, but we, we but we tried. It, yeah, it wasn't under any. Um, yeah, it wasn't anyone's anyone's. Um, it was anyone's fault. Just kind of destiny uh, stepped in, but uh, it was all true. Except, yeah, we never got our last our last verse together. Our last, our last chorus, I should say. Our last chorus. We never got our last chorus. We got everything else. Yeah, well, at least you got something. I agree. Yeah, look, as the old saying goes, isn't it? Is it better to have lost and, and loved and lost, but then never to have loved at all? I don't know. What's the old saying? Exactly. Something like that. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> and, you know, when it comes to songwriting, then, what's your approach? Where do you find your inspiration from? My inspiration... It comes from my diaries. Uh, I 
write everything in a diary, the way I'm feeling, what I'm thinking uh, ever since I was little. And so I rip pages out of my diary and turn them into songs. But the way I write is very interesting. I don't sit down with a pen and a paper. I just write thoughts and feelings and things that I'm thinking in my diary. And then I will sleep on it or I'll surf on it. I'll go for a surf. I'll go for a drive. I'll have a sleep. And then bam, I might be hanging out in the back, waiting for a set to roll in, just sitting on my surfboard and a whole song will just come straight into my head. <laughs> There's me crazy paddling out uh, back to the sand to uh, <laughs> running up to the four by four. I've got to get my song down. Um um, or when I'm asleep, I'll just wake up, I'll have a whole song in my head, I will go into my studio, I'll sit down at the piano, and the whole thing will be done. Oh, man. Jeez, you're lucky it works out like that. And you yeah. know, when it comes to recording, then, what's the process for you? What goes into it? Recording, I will say, to my producer, Brad and Williams, uh, he's, he's worked with everyone, Beyonce, Snoop Dogg, uh, Kelly Clarkson, uh, everybody. and. He knows me very well, and I walk into the studio and I'm ready. I'm I'm ready for the opening note. So my first take is on point. My first take in a studio is the one that they will always go back to and say, killed it, smashed it, the rawness, the emotion. So before I go into a studio, I really do set myself up emotionally uh i dress for action i usually wear combat boots and and uh and, and get in there and it's all about how i'm feeling and i really just try to uh just sink myself into the lyrics sink myself into the feeling that i want to convey i walk into a studio please don't talk to me please don't say anything i just walk into the booth producer says right we're on song plays i sing it i smash it uh-huh. You're definitely in the zone. So, and this track in particular, what do you hope people get from it? I hope people get out of this that you've got to do life your way. Find your person and ignore outside noise. Outside noise can really ruin a a, a love story. And it is all about love and doing things your way on your terms. And I really hope people, and, and and a lot of people think that you can't find love or you can't, it's not really love when you, when it's, when you're so young, but it's, it's, it can be. And a lot of the times it really is. And that's when you actually do find true love when you're, when you're really young and then you and so finding that person growing old with them and doing life with them. That's what it's about. And it's just about not owning that person. Uh, I don't believe in ownership of a person. I think um, they belong to themselves and you belong to yourself. It's about coming together and just giving each other a little piece of each other's heart. And that's all that you can hope to own from each other and to grow in life and love. I love that message. I love it. Question just popped into my mind. I have to ask you then. Do you believe that it's already pre-written that there's somebody out there for someone. Yes. Yes. Yes, definitely. And I believe that there is more than one, if that makes sense. I believe that a lot of people do find the one, stay with the one, and that is their journey. But 
I don't want people out there who have loved and lost um, thinking that that was their one and that was their shot because I don't believe in that. I believe that that was the one for that period of your life. That was the one that was sent to you to heal you, to love you, to shape you, to, uh, you know, to, to make you feel love. And if that doesn't work out, that's okay, all right? And then destiny will move you on to the next chapter. And in that next chapter of the book, that's where you'll find the one. And then if that chapter doesn't work out, y'all, chin up. Next chapter is just a page turn away. Brilliant philosophy. Absolutely brilliant. And at this stage, so we'll uh, dive into your musical history to give the listeners a sense of where you come from. So might be a bit of a tough question now, but if you can, can you remember your earliest musical memory? My earliest musical memory is my mum dancing and singing with me in the kitchen while she was cooking spaghetti bolognese. Uh, that's really one of my my earliest memories. Uh, she was she is a massive music fan. She's a country music fan. She loves all of the greats. She had the greats playing on repeat in the house, and I remember dancing in that kitchen, waiting for that spaghetti bolognese because that was one of my favorites. Uh, and she would dance with me and sing, and she'd sing Roy Orbison, and she'd sing Elvis, and she'd sing Dolly Parton, and we would dance around the kitchen singing and dancing to Jolene. You obviously grew up in a very musical household and there was always music, there was support for music. They must have been happy when you chose that career. I think it chose me. Absolutely. It really did choose me. Uh, I I wanted to be a ballerina when I was little. I was a really great ballet dancer and I'm, I'm 5'11 now. I grew too tall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but ballet was my passion, and and but I always loved music, and I used to sing to myself. I became a very good ballerina very very young, and pretty much just thrown into the deep end uh, with a lot of the more senior uh, ballerinas. And I used to sing to myself as a little girl to calm my nerves, and it was one of a very well known uh, choreographer. Uh, went to my mum and said, you know, little JD, she's a beautiful little ballerina, but my goodness, that kid can sing. Um, and that's how I started just really thinking, you know what, I love this. I love both. I love ballet and I love singing. And then when I started growing to tour for ballet, I was a, I've always been brought up to be a, re, a bit of a realist as well as a romantic. My mum's always said, JD, you're going to be tall like me, honey. Yeah, you know, your mum's six foot, darling. <laughs> so uh, you're going to be a tall one, sweetie. So um, do ballet and dance your heart away uh, for as long as you love it, and uh, let you know, and uh, let your heart sing. So she just let me choose what I wanted to do. Oh, I see, I see. And, you know, in your teenage years, then I always find that you get exposed to different genres by your friends. So what music were you exposed to and how do you think it influenced you as the artist you are today? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, so I grew up on country music and the greats. Uh, and my um my a lot of my cousins were huge pop heads uh, and they and and rock and roll. Uh, and so I grew up also loving Prince. I, I, I still love Prince today. I feel like he's still with us uh, and still inspiring us. I think that what Prince and country music have in common is just great storytelling. 
I love the storytelling prints uh, that Prince tells us, the stories that he tells us, just wrapped in this awesome Prince pop pop vibe can't even explain it it's just prince <laughs> it's just his, uh, and so that was a great influence on me and also michael jackson uh the dancer in me really loved watching him uh he has a lot of ballet moves in his dance you can see the training that he puts in uh so that was a great influence on, on me as well so pop uh, i loved I, I loved those two artists um as well as my country artists and my greats you know, growing up then, what was your local music scene? Like, was it very vibrant? Was there always gigs to go to? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So my mum used to sneak me in um, as a as a little girl. She um, it was really well known in the in the local community. And they uh, they, you know, they loved her. And they said, look, JD just wants to pop in and just kind of just, you know, sit at the back or sit up in the sit up in the rafters and and, and watch this singer or watch this band. And uh, I'm not going to drop any pubs names or club names <laughs> because they did. They let me in. I used to sit up in the rafters or in the lighting in the lighting box uh and i used to watch these uh bands and shows and i didn't care who it was i just loved watching people do what they love you know the australian country scene is something we don't really get exposed to over here in this side of the world so what can you tell us about it what is it like it is raw it is real and it is a hell of a lot of fun what you get is what you see. Uh, everyone just sings with their big country hearts and the country music fans over here are, are just the salt of the earth, beautiful human beings. Uh, and the country music scene is so happening here and it's so vibrant and there is a rawness in our storytelling that I can hear if an artist is Australian or not. There's a certain beautiful rawness to it. Right, right. And as an Australian artist, then what's it like trying to break into the country scene in the States? Well, I was fortunate enough to, I'm a 100% independent artist. Uh, so a lot of independent artists ask me, oh, my God, I, I think my previous single, Eight Seconds, went to number one on the Australian country music uh, charts during Grammy week. Oh, my God. And I could, I was flabbergasted, couldn't believe it. I mean, you can imagine that is, that is such uh, an honour. And that is a big week of music. Uh, and so for my song, Eight Seconds, to sit there at number one, independent artists go, oh, my God, you know, like, how do you do it? I said, well, it's just me and it's just my fans. Um, and so breaking into this country music scene in America, you've just got to have people out there that just love you and you've got to just love them back. Uh, and I'm very fortunate on social media. I've got such a gorgeous social media family. They're very, very supportive. They come from all over the world. But my highest percentage of fans come from the United States of America. And then it's, then it's Australia and then it's Brazil. Brazil, really? Oh. Yeah, I yeah. suppose though the states is kind of like the the home of country music, really. When you think about it, you know, it is absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, we've got a home of country music here, but you're if we're talking world world scale, yeah, you know, absolutely, the USA. That's where it. You know, I just keep on thinking of Willie Nelson and. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
But we, you know, we had a, uh, you know, a very similar, you know, artist out here, um, Slim Dusty. Uh, he was our Willie Nelson, uh, and um, yeah. So, so, but yeah, definitely the USA is is uh, is where it's at. And I'm just, I'm just so grateful that they're just embracing me and my music, and and uh, I'm embracing them right back. Yeah. Do you think you'd ever make the move over there full time? Oh, totally. I totally would. I'll pack a guitar, a bag full of bikinis and my surfboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just go. I don't think there's any surfing in Tennessee. You better know. I'll, I'll, find, I'll, some, I'll find some pocket of water. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely. I could, I, yeah, I could, I could pack up, yeah, pack up. And, uh, you know, I think you, I view it as just packing up to do what you love. Yeah, true. I'm, true. A, dream, I'm a dream chaser. <laughs> and now the podcast is called concerts that made us so i can't get away without asking you out of all the concerts you've attended in your life what ones have made you Mm, oh seriously uh okay i think there was two uh when i was a little girl my mum took me to see prince uh and uh this and so that made a really big impact um, and she also, um, when I was little, I she took me to um, a Keith Urban concert, and I just thought, oh, okay, I this is so cool. And uh, my mum said I just I was there the whole time with just eyes as big as saucers, and <laughs> and and she just said you could just tell that there was just this this love just oozing out um for, for for everything live concert and she said you're just so little she says and you know she said she she got a lot of flack oh my god why are you taking someone this little to see to see prince and and uh she said she she'd say to me i'm so glad that i did i'm so glad that i you got to experience that she said because uh to experience one of the greats like that is a once in a lifetime experience yeah Yep, totally, totally. And of course, now he's gone, people can't see him anymore, which is a major pity. I agree. I agree. Because, you know, even though I was young, I I remember it. I I was floored by it. And even Keith was watching Keith Urban as a little girl. I'd be, I was... I was in awe, you know, just uh, just a great, just a great showman and just a great country, Aussie country music artist. Uh, so um, I think that I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say those two concerts. Brilliant. Brilliant. Doesn't get much better than them. And what I'm really looking forward to now for any listeners that haven't caught one of your shows, tell us all about it. Give us the full experience if you can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the J- well, when you come to a JD Reynolds concert, uh, it is one hundred percent live. Um, I don't believe in any fake any fakeness uh, in a show. I don't believe in an over rehearsed show either because I am a dancer. So my band and I communicate extremely well when I'm on stage. I can go off on in a bit of a tangent and just bust out uh and have a and have a dance and my band will know when I'm ready to to go back and sing I will never stand there <laughs> I I can't stand still I love the crowd I get them extremely involved uh and uh the the one of the last shows I did uh there there was this uh beautiful uh, little elderly lady that came up to me and she said to me 
I've seen Elvis, and she was rattling them off. I've seen, you know, and she was just rattling off all of these names that I so highly respected. And she said, and yours was the most enjoyable show that I have seen since I was, well, I think she said, you know, like whatever age she was. <laughs> and um, she says that was just thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, so for someone of her age to have seen these huge acts and then to find me after the show line up with her walker just to get a, a signature and a photo i saw her i said yo you hottie come over here <laughs> get her over here <laughs> um and so for those kinds of compliments you uh that's what you get you you just get the real the real me um i'm always dancing uh my band is insane my guitarist is ridiculous uh chris pedersen he plays with van halen uh van halen aerosmith um so you would just get the best of a best show and you walk out feeling good man i love people walking out feeling good and happy and i love making them cry too give me a tear yeah that's <laughs> and i love it when they make me cry it's it's all good stuff yeah yeah geez it sounds like the most perfect gig ever now it sounds unreal. <laughs> if I ever make it to Australia, I'll be front row and centre at one of your shows. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm so excited to be, you know, be, to be getting on the roads as, as soon as possible. Uh, we, uh, you know, we can't wait. My band and I are just just so ready to uh, to get back out there and just get just be face to face with the fans. There's nothing like it. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you work on your stage show then and constantly keep it fresh for the audience? It's never rehearsed. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's rehearsed. Um, I it's it's you know, I've been to I, I love going to concerts and I and I make a point of trying to I mean it's so expensive now, um, but I make a point of trying to not go to just one. I'll try to go to two of, of the same concert. And I'm always disappointed on the second night. Uh, because you see how polished, I mean, perfectly polished, and how perfect it is. Uh, but I think that's one of the things I like about my show. You could probably come to eight in a row and never see the same show twice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there'll be always just something different. And that's what I love about my band and my crew. We're very spontaneous and so we can read each other so well. And uh, especially with me and my dancers, we 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 know each other well. And so if they see me just doing something, they go, oh, yeah, there she goes. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, you sold out the Australian PBR Monster, Monster Energy K-Ranch Invitational in 24 hours after being announced as a performer. That must have felt like such a pinch me moment, did it? It was. I was so proud. Um, and, you know, I don't say that about myself a lot because I'm I'm an artist. I'm very, I'm very hard on myself. Uh, but... PBR announced it. Monster Energy announced it. You know their fans all over the world. Like they're they're, they're monster monster energy. They're monsters. Uh, and less than twenty four hours, they announced me that I was performing there. Sold out. It was the only sold out PBR event worldwide um, in in twenty twenty two. So I and then they PBR were reached out and said, JD, can you please go onto every social media platform you've got and announce, we love you, 
JD Reynolds fans, we adore you. Thank you for calling us. But please, tickets are exhausted. Uh, there is no waiting list. And then this, oh, Brian, then this big rumour broke out that I was going to do a pop-up gig in the car park and that caused havoc. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I had to jump back on socials to say, I am not doing a pop-up gig, y'all. You, there is security everywhere. I'm here. You're going to have to. There's literally semi-trailers blocking the entrance. Unless you've got a ticket, you can't get in. Uh, and, there, you know, a couple of my uh, my fans, they reached out and there was uh, a couple of Queensland uh, fans that said, we just bought scalpers tickets for 400 bucks a pop just oh, to come drive down and see you. <laughs> And so I got on there saying, please don't buy uh, scalpers tickets. I'm so worried about y'all. But fortunately, they got in and, uh, man, it was a ripper of a night. It was packed. It was packed to the the brim. And I, um, it was just, I got out there, mingled, I walked through the crowd and uh, got mobbed and uh, had a, you know, crash tackled by all the kids out there. And, um, man, I just, I felt right at home. Oh my God. What do you do after a show like that? How do you like get on to the next big thing or look forward to the next big thing? What what goes through your mind? I just look forward to the next minute. Uh, I look forward to the drive home. I look forward to going to a Macca's drive-thru and getting a Big Mac. Uh, <laughs> and I, um, you know, I'm a very positive person. I'm just hoping that I'm bringing a lot of joy into the world. Uh, and I take, you know, I, I, I'm just taking one day at a time and one step at a time with my country music career. And I am 100% independent artist. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's just me and my fans. Uh, so to feel that love from them, oh, I, can't ex- I can't explain it, Brian. They've got a little piece of my heart, man. <laughs> Brilliant. And, you know, those moments before you step on stage, what's your pre-show ritual? And then afterwards, how do you calm yourself down? A pre-show ritual, uh, before PBR, I was just talking to all the athletes and I was uh, speaking to them about their PBR journeys, their injuries, because uh, eight seconds I dedicated to the professional bull riders and those who love them. And I knew how devastating the sport can be for a lot of people. And these guys are out here riding with broken ribs and broken wrists and, <laughs> <laughs> and they are so inspiring uh and uh the number one australian bull rider uh he was sweet enough to co-star in in my uh, eight seconds a music video and i literally spent the time just chatting with aaron and about the world of pbr and just putting things into perspective and then what really just settled settled me before i went on stage was listening to the Cowboys prayer that they say before each PBR event. And that just puts things into perspective for me. Uh, And for me, it was just about getting out there, uh, being myself, bringing joy and really just allowing everyone who came out to see me just to feel the love from me, which I'm pretty sure they did because, yeah, got out there and just did my thing. (laughs) Sounds like it. And when it comes to your career, then, how do you measure success? I measure success. This is a, this is an interesting question because when I have my number one with eight seconds, someone asked me, what is a number one song to you? And I said, 
as long as it's number one in the hearts of my fans, that's a number one song. Uh, so I measure success by how happy I feel, uh, by how full my soul is, and by happy how happy my fans are, and how much love they give me, um, and and how much you know. Sometimes they give me a bit of stick too. You know they, you know they their their banter is fantastic. Uh, so that's how I measure success. If you wake up in the morning and you say thanks God for another day, and regardless of what it is, and you've got a smile on your dial. That's success to me. I think that may be just the perfect answer I've got to that question. And, you know, say in 40 years time, you know, you're looking back on your career. What do you hope your legacy is? I hope a little piece of your heart is on so many wedding videos and everyone looking back and looking at their weddings on the happiest days of their lives. I hope that my songs have placed um, some uh, some love and joy in everyone's hearts and I hope that my songs trigger beautiful memories, sad memories, happy memories. I hope it just triggers memories because life is about collecting memories. It certainly is. It certainly is. And before we get on to the last couple of questions then, future plans, new music, big gigs, tell us all about it. Yeah, let's do it all. <laughs> yeah, so definitely new music. Uh, so um, you know, I'll uh, I'll get. To, I've got some oh, some crackers of some songs. Uh, working on uh, a full length album uh for next year which will be exciting uh got some crackers of some singles uh to to release in the meantime so i'm looking forward to seeing how my fans receive those um i love uh working on everything about the music the covers uh one of my fans said i look forward to your covers your artwork just as much as i look forward to your music and that was a huge compliment because for me growing up as a little girl, um, I loved that too, you know, like the the, the cover and what is it going to be? And uh, so I loved that compliment. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting some new music out. I'm looking forward to getting on stage. I'm looking forward to coming back to uh, the United States and uh, getting on stage with my fans and just let's just have a big JD get together. Sounds brilliant. Sounds brilliant. Right, we'll dive into the last few questions. So these are a bit tricky. If you could see any performer from history in concert for one night only, who would it be? Oh, <laughs> does it include a headliner? <laughs> Just like, yeah. like a, um, okay, like a support act? Can I have a support act? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I would... I would love to go to an Elvis concert. I would love to then go to and then have Prince come out and then Michael Jackson come out and Roy Orbison and Johnny Cash <laughs> all come out and just yeah, all together. They're, just gonna, they're going on tour together and that's the concert that I want to go to. You know, it wouldn't get much better than that. That's... <laughs> Could you imagine the uh, the size of the stadium didn't need to put them in? <laughs> nope, I'd, it'd be endless. And I wouldn't care if I was if, if I could see it on a monitor and I was two states away, I'd still go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the next one, so 
If you had to spend 24 hours locked in a room with any musician from history, who would it be? Ooh, this is a good one, Brian. I'm going to say Mozart. Really? Oh. Yeah. I think there is something intriguingly stunning about classical music. I think that they are classical music writers, especially from that genre, were just on a whole different wavelength. Uh, and uh, being, I play piano, so I'm, I'd, I think that would be, I know it's a weird choice and I've actually never thought about it, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's who it would be. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. I think that might be the first time I've heard Mozart mentioned as an answer. I think it would be. How intriguing would it be? Oh, definitely. Imagine the questions you'd have for him or even just Imagine sit there the and soak it up. Imagine the outfit he'd have on. <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, you know this D minus seven. Can you just help me just kind of, <laughs> kind of stretch my fingers here? Can you imagine? Oh, yeah, I, I think that's who I'd choose. I, that was a really random question, and that was the first thing that popped into my head. How extraordinary would it be? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the final one. So what song would appear on the soundtrack to your life? <laughs> Probably whatever, my own song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if it wasn't whatever, my own track. Uh, the soundtrack of my life would probably be Ballerina Girl, Lionel Richie. Perfect, perfect. Suits you down to the ground, I imagine. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, that's definitely it. You've got no no idea how many bleeding toes and wrecked point shoes that I went through dancing to that one and I enjoyed every second of it. Brilliant, brilliant. JD, I have to say, genuinely, I can't describe how much I've enjoyed chatting to you now. It has been an absolute blast. Me too, Brian. It's been so cool chatting with you and genuinely the really interesting questions. Uh, and I've just had really a lot of fun talking to y'all. And I hope your listeners have really enjoyed it too, because you're awesome. And the way you say a little piece of my heart, you got to say it one more time, because the way you say heart is just way too cool. A little piece of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a piece of mine. No skirts, no dresses, no none of that Boots and jeans and t-shirts will be just fine Tonight I'm not a girly girl, I leave that all behind For a no must, no fuss kind of night Credit cards in the butt of my jeans, drinks on me tonight So let's go, ignore the boys, drinking beer at the bar And we don't give a shit no matter how fine you are Cause this is our night This is a no must, no fuss 
looking at us and sizing us up and stripping us in your mind Are you looking at stealing my credit card? Are you checking out my behind? Oh, whatever This is a, a no must, no fuss kind of night Credit cards in the butt of my jeans Drinks are meeting at, so let's go Ignore the boys drinking beer at the bar And we don't give a shit no matter how fine you are Cause this is our night to do whatever we like And it doesn't include the likes of you taking us home Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. And if you're interested in signing up the Band Builder Academy, use the link in the show notes below and enter the code CONCERTS and you'll receive 10% off. So, until next time, keep rocking. Hey, hey, what are you guys still doing here? The show's over. It's over. You can go home. Go on. We'll see you next time. We'll be here. Bye.